I'm Dave Monaco, Alan Meyer, family head of school at Parish Episcopal School. Welcome to From My Angle. In this episode, I share my homily to the Midway community from October of 2017. If you listen to my September homily podcast, you know I am speaking to the students on the theme of quest. Heroes who impact the world for good choose to accept the call and journey forward on a quest in pursuit of a compelling outcome. Doing so requires courage and the support of helpful mentors. In this message, entitled, Our Heroes, Windows, and Mirrors, I draw from Exodus chapter 18 to explore with the community what a mentor does and how mentors are everyday people, just like you and me. Making it happen without Mother Alina. She'd be proud of us. Good job, guys. I appreciate your, appreciate your help. It's good to be with you. It's not uh, first Friday, if you hadn't put that together already. It is the last Friday of the month. Next week is uh, uh, parents' visiting days here on campus, so my time for the first Friday in November has been taken away. And I have not been with you since September 1st, as I told you at the time. Uh, I'm just speaking to you every other month this year. It's good news for you. You hear a little less from me. Bad news is that you'll need a quick refresher on what it was that I spoke with you about so long ago, it seems. I introduced to you that day my mom and Moses, two people who had courageously said yes to their respective quests. It was the word that I chose to introduce you today, the word of which I'll be speaking to throughout the course of the year. My mom, as you recall, accepted the invitation to climb Buck Mountain with us, but more importantly and courageously was stepping into her new life following the passing of my father seven months ago today, in fact. And Moses had taken the uh, call from the burning bush and was leading the Israelites out of Egypt back to the promised land of milk and honey. In these two examples, I said to you, you know, you too are heroes embarking on a journey. As of last month, you had opportunities before you in this nine-month quest to determine where your meaningful impact would be. Perhaps in class, in a subject that you wish to improve, a team or club or organization you hope to add value to and see move to a next level of performance, perhaps a community commitment and obligation, wherever it might be. But I noted that day, of course, that the hero's initial challenge is not, in fact, a journey, but just to think about the call. You all who are studying this in your English classes and know this motif understand that the hero first is presented with the call, as Moses was from that bush. And so the decision, first and foremost, is are you going to hear it or just idly waste your time and bide it away until the next vacation comes? Would you just essentially have a nine-month period of slumber here? Do you hear the call? And do you accept the call? These are the questions for you in your life as people of impact. Do you choose to ford in to the area where difference needs to be made and try to lend that hand? I told you last month that calls would come from a variety of different places. Some good, you accomplish something great and you're asked to accomplish yet something greater again. And you have to decide whether you're going to risk that failure and do it. Or sometimes it's just pure happenstance. You see the look in the eye of a new student, I said, and 
you know, you decide, am I going to step into that void and try to make that individual feel more comfortable who's just presented in front of me? Or it does come sometimes a call from something negative, like it did for my mom, where you have to choose to respond or to let the circumstances weigh you down. But ultimately, the hero shows courage. The decision to move into that unknown space, to risk what may be out there in terms of failure or setback, that's their decision. And Moses, as you remember, said, who am I to even do this? I know my mom had doubt even about climbing that mountain that day. So that's our table set. Heroes choose to venture forward. They go into that land of the unknown. I don't know if you've chosen that. I, I hope so. Whether it was something in your academic performance, a classroom, whether it was on the stage or in the uh, studio, whether it's something you've tried to accomplish on the field or court, whether it's in your church, your scout troop, or wherever it may be. I don't know what you've chosen. I don't even know if you've heard the call. Part of my return here today is to have you reflect upon that. But if you've chosen to go, those of you who are heroes at the moment journeying on this nine-month uh, course of yours, I have to give you some next piece of advice. And that's what today is about because this journey will be hard. I mean, if you're trying to quest for something significant, I can assure you it won't be easy. Setback will be there, tough times, ordeals of all nature and variety. So today I need to advise you on the importance of mentors on your journey. Now mentors are actually apparent in today's scripture. Moses is, uh, is featured with his father-in-law Jethro. Now, Moses worked for Jethro as a shepherd for 40 years. How many people want to work with their father-in-law for 40 years? He worked with Moses, uh, Moses worked with Jethro for 40 years before he even heard the call from the bush that sent him on his lifetime quest. But in our situation today, if you were listening, you heard Moses bedraggled with his burdens as a leader. He has thousands of individuals as he's trying to move from Egypt up back into the promised land. They are tired. They are hungry. They wonder when the trip will end. They are bickering with each other. And they are all coming to Moses, asking him to solve their problems. Moses is shaking, shuddering under the weight of all this responsibility. His hero's journey, his quest, in fact, stands in some jeopardy, as we find them today. And so it is that his father-in-law, Moses, uh, Jethro, travels with Moses' wife, Zipporah, and his two children to see him. And they enter the tent to have a conversation. And it's there that Jethro demonstrates the two gifts that I'd like to share and suggest to you today that mentors offer to the mentee, should the mentee be willing to accept them. And these, my friends, are the gift of mirrors and windows. Now you know what you do in a mirror. You look at yourself. You see your reflection. You know what is out beyond the window of which you look. Picture the most beautiful window with the gorgeous view out to uh, oceanside uh, setting or a mountainous uh, landscape, whatever it might be. You can imagine what these two devices do for you. And for a mentor, the mirror becomes that device that they courageously hold up in front of us to ask us to consider our course. You see, for the journeyer, for the hero, the traveling can be consuming, so much so that you 
actually begin to lose say, uh, track of your course. Perhaps as an athlete, your practice time fades away as exhaustion sets in, or for the artist, the need to yet another uh, practice session with your vocal coach becomes just more than you're willing to put in. You falter on your group assignment because your obligations in other areas hold you back. Your mentor is the one that comes and puts the mirror before you and helps you restore your sense of direction. And they do this in two ways. The mentor, by holding up a mirror to you, begins to have you and ask you some questions. And Jethro does this today. He says to Moses, why are you the only judge of these thousands and thousands of people? Why is it that they all come to you? He's not blaming. He's not criticizing. He's only asking with a reflective mirror to Moses to evaluate the way he's been operating. Moses can determine the answer for himself. Mentors are great, though, not just with questions. I mean, if you have identified someone who's traveling down your course as an athlete, an artist, a student, an impact person in the community, if you watch them from afar on their hero's journey, you see their sense of purpose, you see their selfless commitment, you see how their word and their action align in ways that are of admiration to you, you will go back to your mirror and you will ask yourself, how might I be just a little bit more like that? And we know that Moses held Jethro in a similar high regard. He had obviously watched him and come to respect him. When Jethro approaches him, Moses bows down. He kisses his feet, and they walk inside to the tent together. Windows are just as important from a mentor's gift to us. These windows provide us a sense of fresh perspective. They offer us opportunity, a sense of hope, a, a sense of direction. Their hard-earned wisdom is of value to us. And I think we should see these mentors as individuals who combine a, a sense of hope with a sense of counsel and comfort. And we know that Moses found this in Jethro. Jethro helps Moses see amidst the clouds of all this confusion and all this anger and all this uh, argument in his midst he helps him see a pathway forward. He gives him specific advice. Moses, he says, go find some people who you trust, who are God-fearing and God-committed, and have them help you. Divide your people into thousands and hundreds and fifties and put another individual over them. Then those people can help you to address the concerns of the masses. Sage advice. These windows and mirrors, what gifts a mentor offers. But my friends, I think sometimes we have too limited a view of what a mentor is or who a mentor can be. I mean, after all, as we saw in today's story, you know, perhaps you think, well, a mentor is simply a grandparent or an older uncle. You know, that's what a mentor is. And let me tell you, you will find great mentors in your family, for sure. Or maybe you think mentors only look or sound this way. Ah, old Obi-Wan Kenobi with R2-D2, gray, wizened, the, the classic mentor escorting Luke to his adulthood 
helping him to understand how the force would be an assistance to him in defeating the evil empire. Or maybe you think a mentor only looks like this. But must all mentors carry some sort of magic wand and have fairy god-like mother qualities or characteristics? No, no, no. You don't have to look just to the older. You don't have to be hoping and waiting on some magical disposition to come before you in the form of a, another individual. My mentors, my friends, are, are right there with you. Some will travel for just a few miles on your journey, your quest, this year or in your life. Others will travel for the expanse of it. But they are right there to be found should you seek them. This is my best friend from high school, Hank. He's in the blue jacket there. I moved from New York City to Louisville, Kentucky right before high school had never left the Northeast. I needed someone to hold windows up in front of me to understand this new culture, to get me to stop talking so funny, to get rid of my New York accent, right? And Hank was that mentor for me, same age. This is Tony Barnes. He was my eighth grade history teacher in Manhattan. And when I left Hamilton College and went to New York to go to graduate school, Mr. Barnes, Tony, offered his apartment to me and I lived with him for the year. And he held up window to me to help me think about what it would be like to be a teacher and what kind of teacher it was that I wished to be. Tony was older than I. And this is Mayor Kalin in the middle between Miss Monaco and me. Mayor Kalin is younger than me. And in 1993, as my career began, she had begun her own quest to start a nonprofit educational outreach program for underserved children. And she showed me a pathway forward to join her in that quest and in a way that touched my personal and professional life too significantly to itemize for you today. We all have them. Every adult here has a mentor, but they're not fairy godmothers. They're not all Obi-Wan Kenobis or older than we are. They're right here around you. They're the people who hold up the mirror to you and they're people that provide a window for you to look out of. I want you on your journey, whether you've chosen to travel yet or not, once you leave parish, perhaps, and start your true life quest out in the real world, to be looking for these people, to understand how valuable they are. And as importantly, because mentors come with no age requirement or even wisdom requirement, I want you even in this moment right now to be looking around you. There is a hero journeying right next to you for whom you can be a mentor with your questions, your comforting counsel, your wisdom, and your connection to them. So think about mentoring yourself. Amen. Thank you for listening to this edition of the From My Angle podcast. Be on the lookout for future editions in the weeks to come as I feature my homilies to the community, my writings, and some of my travels in this 2017-2018 school year colleges and universities across the country.